Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the USH Today podcast. This is the eighth episode for July 9th, 2015. Welcome back, guys. This is our uh, first podcast since February of 2015. You know, we've taken a long hiatus from our last podcast because, you know, it's been a bit busy for me and a bunch of our other team members. So, um, to compensate, we're going to be starting doing podcasts a lot more often, making it more exciting. You know, I've read your guys' reviews on iTunes. Um, we got to bring those stars up because right now we're at two and a half stars with only three people. So um, let's try to do that. So joining us today is our friend from Park Fanatics is Garrett. How are you Hello. doing? How are you, Garrett? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Eric, for having me. Definitely. It's great to have you on our podcast. You know, yes. um, we've had different guests from the past. We had Seth Kaberski from Touring Plans. We had Banks Lee from Orlando Attractions Magazine. Uh, Gregory Gregory Ryan from Unofficial Universal Orlando Podcast. Oh, and now, good guests. And now we have you, our next exciting hey. person. So today, oh. <laughs> today is gonna be one of those catch-up podcasts where we're gonna uh, discuss what we missed these past few months. So. A lot's gone on since February, huh? Yes, a lot, a lot has gone on. So basically, <laughs> um, for those that have been following our website for a while, you know, we've been trying to work things out to make our website a lot more presentable. Recently, we just redid our entire website. We made it a lot. We made it a bunch more. We made it more appealing for our audience and a lot more easily readable. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it's gonna be. How our website is going to be looking now, and I'll with our po- and with our podcast, we're going to try to do something a bit different, but not too drastic. As right now, I'm still experimenting with what we should do with our podcast. But um, let's get started with the news. So we're going to be starting at our favorite theme park. Well, at least my favorite is Universal Studios <laughs> Hollywood. Um, that should be your favorite. Yes, via setters <laughs> our website name USH Today. USH um, Today. You are correct. All right, so we're going to start off with May. Of 2015, that is when uh, the brand new Springfield uh, area opened with Cleese's so Chicken Shack, Krusty Burger, Most Tavern, the, you got the whole the whole slew of uh, shops from the show, huh? True, definitely. And uh, we could discuss. We're going to be discussing the grand opening, even though I'm pretty sure both of us haven't been. But we're going to be discussing it from a third point perspective. If you've seen it. Garrett, yeah, I've seen lots of pictures. I haven't actually made it out myself, but okay, it's, got it. It's definitely okay, so, on the list. <laughs> so, um, you know, I've been watching videos of it. You know, the event started out with, you know, everyone meeting at the Simpsons Plaza, waiting for the whole grand opening to begin. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it kind of kicked off with the uh, the PR director of the Springfield Nuclear Power Plant. <laughs> Is it was definitely a very uh, Simpsony feeling uh, type of opening ceremony, opening ceremony with a bunch of jokes and all that Seems stuff. Good. Yes, 
Yeah, uh, it was the, it was pretty uh, unique opening, and I noticed that they kept it pretty uh, private, very secluded. So it wasn't a, a overwhelming crowd. It was nice and uh, personal. Yeah, well, it was after hours at the park. I think yeah. at seven p.m. Yeah. So um, you know, you get the PR guy speaking. Then you had the president of Universal Studios Hollywood, Larry Kurzweil, discussing how The Simpsons is another chapter into the Universal's. 50th anniversary and its epic park transformation that's ongoing right now in the park mm. and it's going to culminate with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter opening soon. Those are both really good additions to that park, don't you think? It's yeah, about definitely. time. It's about time they added a, a Simpsons thing. I mean, how long has that been on the air for? 25 years, is it now? It's 25 or 26, something 26, like that. Something like that. But the, origin, yeah, but the original Simpsons ride opened in May of 2008. 2008. So, so before been, that, what was around the Simpsons ride before they opened Springfield? Okay, so it was just a mess of food everywhere. I mean, in terms a of food placement. Court, right? It was kind of a food court, but it was just restaurants placed here and there, kind of Mitch, kind of not really well put together. <laughs> you, know, you had Doc Definitely Brown's chicken something. on one side. You had the old uh, Hollywood Cantina restaurant. On another side, then you have Cinnabon somewhere. Then it's big. <laughs> so it's just a, a hodgepodge of different businesses and restaurants. Nothing really tied into the Simpsons ride exactly. which is right next door. Exactly. So this is exactly what they needed to do is come along and actually put Simpsons into the Universal Studios family. I think it's a great, exactly. great. And um, for, those, you know, for those that have been here before, the whole Simpsons kind of makeover thing, with the Springfield area, you know, all you had was just a bunch of tables and umbrellas and everywhere clustered. <laughs> I mean, it was a total mess. It was. And it was. I heard it, it. It's really cool. It's really, really neat. From a couple of friends that made it out to the premiere, they got treated like royalty, apparently. They got their free, you know, beers from Moe's Tavern. They got their flaming Moe's. They got as many foot-long hot dogs as they could eat. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like a good time. I wish yeah. I could have made it to it. <laughs> yeah, definitely same with me. But um, talking to Springfield now from the old previous thing, it's definitely a plus up from what from mm-hmm. what was there before. Um, personally, my favorite part of Springfield is the whole uh, immersive environment of the world of the Simpsons. Yeah. They're walking around. They're you're there with them. Exactly, and <laughs> now that you have. Sideshow Bob and Krusty Burger <laughs> as the new characters of Springfield, along with the Simpsons family. You know, it, it kind of makes it feel alive. I mm-hmm. mean, um, definitely. The definitely. coolest, the coolest element of Springfield has to be the uh, just the nuclear power plant itself. You know, <laughs> there's this red button you push and the sirens go off. You know, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's it's been well done, and ever since they had that Simpsons ride in there, it it's been a, a great success for them. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, um, and so it it only makes sense that they would continue on with that to add in the nuclear power plant, to add in all these restaurants. It it's uh, it's perfect. I'd love to I'd love to experience that nuclear power plant button. I've <laughs> I've seen the video. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, you have, I mean, you have, you know. This button, then on top of the building is the nuclear reactor itself, which goes off, I think, every 30 minutes. Something like that, yeah. And you know, it's really loud. You know, it, 
people can hear it. It's like, what's going on? It's what people are saying. It's like, is, is something happening? But I'm like, just look up there. The Get down, here. everyone. <laughs> Something's going to explode right now. Actually. Panic at the park. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so I got to pack the thrills in somehow. I mean, the, the ride itself isn't that thrilling compared to some things, but it's a lot of fun, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, personally, I do enjoy the Simpsons, the Simpsons ride for what it is. But the whole queuing system where you have to wait in line, then wait in line again, then wait in line again, then wait in line again, then you're on the ride. You know, that's just one of the biggest uh, capacity issues in the park. And yeah. Hopefully one day they find some way to fix all of that so you only have to wait like two times at least. Now, could you describe the ride a little bit to me? It's been a, a little while since I've ridden it. Okay, so basically um, I think a year ago. They redid the Simpsons facade with adding actual carnival games in front of the facade. Before, they just had those signs that say, hey, here's this game right here. Or, you know, And now, okay. they now they actually added carnival games in front of the Simpsons facade to give it that carnival theme park-ish. <laughs> and of That's course, good. you're waiting in that dreaded line that always balloons to one of the highest weights of the day. With <laughs> the Simpsons What's video. the average weight on like a, a regular day? Kids are in school. What's the wait time on that About ride? About 30 to 40 minutes. Oh, that's, that can be bad if that's on a slow day. <laughs> yeah, you think? I'm sure on like a horrible day, it could get up to two or three hours, huh? Or even, yeah. To me, no. uh, the longest I've seen was 85 minutes. Oh, okay, that's still yeah, that's, that's, that's darker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, right now from what I've seen from the Universal Wait Times, Website is currently at a seventy. It's currently at a seventy-five minute wait. I mean, it's popular. Everyone wants to get on the Simpsons ride, especially now that they did all that to Springfield. Yeah. It's drawn so many people to that area that it's kind of like you see a resurge in the popularity of the ride. So yeah, it kind of happened over at um, when they opened Voyage to the Iron Reef. That whole area is kind of packed over at Knotts. It seems to be similar with Twisted Colossus. All of a sudden, these areas are just yeah. becoming packed again when they haven't seen anyone for a long time. So Definitely. It's and perfect for the Springfield area, that's for sure. And that's the same thing they did with Despicable Me Minion Mayhem last year. Yeah. You know, there oh. used to be the whole Terminator and Coke Soak play, place. And that area was just completely yeah. dead. And now, I'll have no, everybody packed. there now. Mulligan's <laughs> Pub, that beer area is all packed now before it oh, yeah. used to be all empty <laughs> and all that stuff. But yeah, that's I'm, good. That means they're doing something right over there. I mean, when when they just had that, that new Fast and the Furious ride come in, didn't they hit capacity on the opening day, right? Uh, I think it was the parking. Uh, uh, I don't know the exact details, but I don't know the parking structures closed for the time being. But oh, the park yeah. is still open. <laughs> it was pretty crazy that from they... From what other sites said. So. Yeah, it's it was it was nuts from what I heard. <laughs> yeah, but now we're officially in blackout date season for Universal. Oh yeah, there's like that two month break, isn't there? Two months. Two months. Jeez. Now's yeah. the time to go if you don't have a pass, though. <laughs> True. True. Definitely. And um. Those tickets. Wow, we we got off on a tangent right there, but um, <laughs> it's okay. Like right, Springfield, the ride. You know, you wait in line, then there's a second set of lines where you got, you're pretty much in standby line to go inside of the first pre-show room, which is a big carnival booth kind of area. What I love about the room is that, mm -hmm. is that the TV screen 
you know, they have the characters on it, and they're literally actually trying to talk with you, but not in that interactive <laughs> way. You know, it, it's, it's clever what, with what they've done with their the whole, you know, poke at Disney with the haunted condo advertisement that happens every once in a while. That was neat, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the uh, park employee guides you to one room, to one, to one of the rooms in the building where you're put in another waiting room, which is your <laughs> safety procedure room. So you wait, and then you wait, and then you wait. Yes, and then you're on the ride. And then you're on the ride. Yeah, so you have to pretty much wait one, two, four, is four it at times. Least, is it air-conditioned at least? Yes, it is okay, air-conditioned so inside. Yeah. That's, that's a necessity. I mean, if it doesn't have that, then it's not worth the time. <laughs> yeah. And, mm. uh, you know, the waiting room before you get on the ride, what I love about that room is that, you know, it's kind of rumbly with the cars, with, with the motion simulators constantly moving, and you got the ground moving and all this stuff. You know, I just love that part because it's, even though it's not part of the ride, it's just part of how they structured the building. You know, it's, yeah. It definitely gives it that thrill factor. It really does. Yeah, I, from what I remember riding it, it was it was a blast. It really was. So it's so. What do you say, yay or nay to Springfield? Yay, yay! A great addition to the park. It definitely brings in everybody for food because now yeah. you have crusty burger, Cleese's Chicken Shack, Most Tavern, so bad, Luigi's oh, Pizza, the <laughs> Brew. And, uh, and of course, Most Tavern. You got to go get your flaming mo over at Most Tavern, right? Yeah, you can also get it at Duff, I think, too. Because that's where, oh. I, that's where I got my flaming mo. <laughs> cool, cool. Oh, yeah, I always see you when you're doing your periscope. You got your little flaming mo cup there. Yep, got that at Duff. <laughs> um, so what else is going on at Universal Studios Hollywood? Well, um, you got Fast and Furious now open on the studio tour. Oh, that's a big one. Okay, so let's talk about the grand opening like we did at Springfield. Pretty much... <laughs> um. They gathered all the press and special guests inside of the courthouse square area, area where you may recognize the area as the Back to the Future, Hill Valley area, right, Ghost right. Whisperer. You know, they had the media all set up there with food, Fast and Furious cars where people can actually sit yeah. inside of the cars. The cars were really cool. I saw a bunch of pictures of the cars from the actual movies, which was – I thought that was a neat touch. Yeah, and you can actually – Go inside of a car and, you know. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I, well, I've seen pictures of it, so. You know, That's seems, pretty cool. They seem to be fine with it. <laughs> then around 1230, they had the grand opening ceremony where they had uh, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese right. Gibson, Jason Statham, Larry yeah, Kurzweil, uh, Ron Meyer, Steve Burke, and other special guests who were all gathered up at the stage where they talked about. Fast and Furious, Fast mm -hmm. and Furious 8 into production next year, and... Oh, yeah, there's another one coming out, huh? Fast and Furious 8, yep. <laughs> 8. Because 7 wasn't enough. I know, right? <laughs> and now, you have the uh, the little stunt performance portion of the uh, right. event. That looked amazing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, my, my friends at Action Horizon Stunts actually put that together for those that don't know action horizon stunts is the people who run the who run the water world show they own the show basically and they brought some of their cast over to work on this fast and furious uh uh event with the whole fbi guy who says my name is unimportant 
you know, he, he was at the Waterworld show. He works at he works there, and you know, your car is chasing everywhere. Then the great uh-huh. finale was a car going through the wall, going you know. through the wall off the ramp with the explosions happening yep. behind 90 it. Ninety feet across. Oh my gosh, that was that was ninety feet. That was a pretty good jump. Yeah, ninety feet. <laughs> And, and then they had the, all the other cars come up and screech their tires, yeah, pull yeah. on that e-brake, and slide yeah, into place. Talking about the, the car jump, um, it landed on a, a pad, so it didn't go onto the actual street. It just landed on a pad, and yeah, that was definitely a very exciting moment. You have fireworks, boom, boom, tractors open, and they put the special guests in Paris on a tram, where they go through experience the attraction. Uh, we're going to talk about the attraction for a bit. So, um, I went there on the very first day of past previews, which was June Good. 13th. Did. Yeah, so I was so, one of the select thousands of people that got a, or hundreds, I should say. Hundreds, yeah. They yeah. got to experience the past preview because they canceled it, I think, Yeah, they Monday. had to schedule it. That's right. Yeah, and people, of course, were mad, disappointed that... They canceled it. People were complaining that they were scheduling to go Universal that day. Because well, if you guys aren't from the LA area, they have been promoting this ride like crazy. It's been on think? commercials, billboards, yeah. t-shirts, anything they could put this ride on, they've advertised it on. They've heavily advertised it over yeah. the past few months with this whole Road to Fast campaign with these posters and TV <laughs> so ads. With all that advertising and then canceling the past preview, a lot of people were disappointed. A lot of people were disappointed. That hype. I know. Well, <laughs> so hype. talking about hype, um, the ex- when I experienced Fast and Furious Supercharged, it didn't live up to expectations, in my opinion. No? No, unfortunately. That's what I've heard. I've heard that from a few people. Yeah. Um, you know, I so- came into it with no expectation. Yes, I, that's how I usually come with new attractions. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I, just, I just experienced it as is. Yeah. Um, pretty much how the attraction works is some part of the tour, you get a, you get a uh, tram guy saying there's a charger on the road and it's mysterious. So they call it quote-unquote tram security <laughs> on a video screen where they play along, where the tram guy plays along with the video. And... They make it seem believable. Then you have Asian Luke Hobbs comes in with this very cheesy line that definitely brings his essence in the movies. Yeah, well, there's a lot of cheesy lines in those movies. So if there was, wasn't a, a fair amount of that in the attraction, it wouldn't feel right. Yeah. <laughs> needs um, corn. That movie needs corn. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Asian Luke Hobbs interrupting Novak's uh, campaign thing. With these uh, odd words like sting pickle and <laughs> what? I've heard that 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 video sequence at the beginning was a little bit cheesy. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Well, the, the, the to me, the video portion is probably mm-hmm. my favorite part of the whole experience. For not sure. the actual, not the actual attraction itself, unfortunately. So yeah. then you had <laughs> the precursor to the ride is yeah. better than the ride. Yeah. <laughs> I know that that's how I feel. Then video. Mm-hmm. Then you're brought into this parking garage that is decked out. Then, "Quote unquote" parking garage. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a big stage for the tram. But pretty much, you go in. The first room is a staging room where um, you got all these cool props, not from the movies, but just a garage feel kind of 
thing where they have cars there, here, there, lights. Then you hear some uh, music playing in the background. That's when you go into the next room where there's this rave party going on. <laughs> that, Is um, this where the, uh, the girls in bikinis show yes, up? <laughs> that part. Um, that, that part just really um, <laughs> sunk it for me. I mean, not, not the whole girl thing, but just how do you, no, I mean, it was, how it contributed it was, to the story. It was very poorly done from what I've heard. And a lot of people kind of laughed at that scene from when, when that showed up because it seemed gimmicky. Yeah. It just seemed like, oh, we'll put some some pretty girls and bikinis in this and then people will like the ride. And a lot of people saw through that, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, talking about that second, uh, the first pre-show room with the mm-hmm. whole Musion, pretty much for those that don't know what Musion is, it's pretty much, I like to call it a hologram kind of in a way, but it's not. Pretty much it's just a, a screen, but mm-hmm. you do all these mirror things. I, I don't know how it works entirely, but they make it seem believable as the actual actors are on there. They built uh, this set kind of for the uh, the dance party scene, and um, yeah, there's that part. Mm-hmm. Then you have Vin Diesel and uh, Michelle Rodriguez come up on this... Mona Lisa, they call it the uh, the fast trucks. I should say. I don't. I don't know what they're called. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what they're called. But uh, that's a cool element because that mm-hmm. was an actual truck that came up with uh, oh, cool. the screen of Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez. Now, is this all the screens on the side of the tram as it's going through? Right. Yes. On a, it's, okay. it's on the right side of the tram. So. Okay. Yeah. Because these have some pretty impressive screens, right? This yeah, is a... yeah, it's pretty impressive. Then um, then you have, of course, Vin telling you to move to the next room, which I thought would be uh, weird, because you're not Sounds really weird. in a room. You're more in a parking garage at Universal. Um, so we go, so the tram driver mo- moves the tram to the mm-hmm. next room, where pretty much you're... He listens to Vin Diesel. You can't just ignore Vin Diesel. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's trying to protect us. Yeah, right? Yeah, so you're pulled into this parking garage. Hence, another parking garage at Universal, <laughs> ironically. Um, there's an Easter egg with the, where they're actually inside of the Jurassic parking lot in the park. Oh. Which is oh. kind of... Hmm. Yeah, no, I found it, I found it to be a bit uh, interesting. But, um... <laughs> For the Universal fans out there, of course. <laughs> Definitely, and um. So after all that, how it, it seems like it was kind of anticlimactic. Is that right? Yeah, I I yeah. I, I was kind of felt kind of empty at the end. Just just yeah. Okay, so we're on this car chase in Los Angeles where um, Owen Shaw is trying to kill us somehow, even though he's not really directing his kill towards us. He's more towards the actors. Uh, um, obviously they brought that same element from King Kong 360 with the whole 360 degree, 360 de- degree, you know, screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, um, it was pretty cool, but um, recycled things yeah, from yeah, King Kong, sure. Yeah, it's definitely recycled, but um, you know, we got seems s- like the whole thing is recycled. The the series, the ride, yeah. the, just everything. Yeah. It just seems like a we needed to do something and this is what we chose and they didn't put much effort. Yeah. Um 
you know, just made some talk about the whole budget, $240 million for this attraction. Wow, $240 million. I get that. That's what people are saying. That's um, impressive. Do you think that they would come up with something a little more uh, relevant or uh, at least popular for $240 million? Eh, well. It's a um, lot of money to dump into an in a, in a okay know, attraction. You know, when Universal first announced that Fast and Furious was coming, I was so excited because I love the Fast and Furious movies. Yes, there, it seemed like a cool concept. It did. But the uh, how they pursued it mm. in a theme park attraction just didn't live up to it in, in my expectations. Definitely. Definitely. It yes. did not translate well. No. Because... No. And it sounded so good. Like when I first saw those commercials, I thought, Fast and the Furious, drifting, fast speed, it's going to be great. And then it's a, it's a tram oh. tour, an addition let's, let's, to the Let's talk tour. about the commercial right now. Yeah, please um, do. <laughs> so Universal pulled out this Super Bowl commercial a few months ago when the Super Bowl was aired on this random Sunday, I forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call it, it's more than a movie. It's now a ride. Fast it's a ride. <laughs> oh, like, ride what the, the heck is this? It was I a, mean, it's, it's a corny commercial too, so it fits in with the theming of the ride, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and there is no hint of it's going to be on the studio tour. No. That was why it seemed so exciting. Yeah. And had, when everyone found out that it was a chunk of the studio tour, not just a chunk, the chunk that's replacing Kong 360, right? That was disappointing for a lot of people. Yeah, and, um, you know, my friends have been telling me, like, wait, did King Kong get, re- did King Kong get replaced? Because, you know, it kind of felt mm-hmm. like that. But I'm like, no, it's a brand new attraction. And I'm like, is it a roller coaster? I'm like, no, it's part of the studio tour. And like, oh. Uh, oh. But the worst thing is that for those that are coming just for Fast and Furious, they would have to go through the full studio tour for yeah. 45 minutes straight. Wow. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. It's been so long since I've been there. That's, <laughs> that's, at, a, that's a good chunk of a ride right there. Yeah, but at times, uh, sometime, some point over the past few weeks, mm-hmm. yeah, these things called express trams are pretty much... You go directly over to Fast and Furious. Really? Yeah. Is that just to deal with the popularity of the ride? Yeah, and uh, I think it had to do with getting moving crowds all day. Moving the crowds. Yeah, that park is jam-packed over the past few weeks. Yeah. And oh, um, yeah. It's been insanely popular for such a, a meh ride. It's been off yeah. the charts popular. People are coming in from yeah. all over to ride it. But... um. Overall, this attraction is a. Uh, I'm gonna be generous here. A six <laughs> out of ten. A six out of ten. That yeah. is pretty generous. Yes. Yeah, and so it seems like it's a, a good addition. I mean, with with what's going on over in Springfield now, they have Fast and the Furious, and then they're continuing on, of course, with more construction at Universal. Mm-hmm. It seems like they may have paid a little too much, and they may have. Uh, applied it improperly, but yeah. overall, someone's going to have fun riding it. Some people are going to yeah. enjoy it. Yep. I've seen reviews of it's the best attraction ever, and yeah, to the general public, it could be. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, for you, know, for us, you know, for theme park people, you know, yeah. we're like we nitpick everything how it relates to us, and yeah, you know, um, <laughs> I definitely try to get rid of that equation. Yeah, just be 
regular theme park guests. But <laughs> yeah, I'll see how the regular the population would see this this attraction. Yeah, because I brought a friend last time who's been to Universal once. And what did they think of it? They thought it was. We saw this already in King Kong. Like, oh, that hurts. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Even they were like, oh, this is just King Kong. <laughs> oh man, that hurts. And now you have to hold on to your 3D glasses for the rest of the tour. Oh, see, that would be annoying. I don't see, know about that. See, uh, I, I still, you know, before Fast and Furious opened, you know, I never brought, I never grabbed a pair of 3D glasses because they don't even work mm. for me. So I just leave it. Yeah. And Fast <laughs> and Furious is, is the same thing. The 3D doesn't work for me. So. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's it improperly done in a lot of rides. I mean, I wouldn't say improperly, but yeah. it's... It's not uh, living up to the expectation that uh, it should be. And people think 3D and it, it seems really uh, immersive, but then you get there and it's cheesy. It just feels like a cheap gimmick. Yeah. But if it's done right, it, it can be amazing. Like on on Voyage, I thought it was a great addition. On uh, on a few of their other rides too. And I've heard the, uh, the 3D on... What is what is their other 3D ride there at Universal Studios? They have Transformers. Yeah, have Transformers. That's what I'm thinking of. That's supposed to be like impressive with their 3D. Is that right? Yeah, Transformers to me still impresses me to this day. Yeah. Yes. I've never seen anything like it. I've never been on the Spider-Man ride in Orlando, so Transformers was my <laughs> first experience of this type of simulator. Really? No. Um. When I explained it to friends a few years ago, they're like, "Is this a roller coaster?" <laughs> I'll tell them no. Uh, is this a motion simulator? I'm like, kind of. Kind but they're like, what do you mean by kind? It's, I tell them, pretty much, it's a motion motion simulator, but you're on a track. I'm like, yeah. How does that work? It. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, honestly, there's really no exact term you can use for that type of simulator. Yes. It is a really cool attraction. Mm-hmm. I like that the car actually moves. It can move all all types of different ways. Yeah. With 360 degrees, and the and with pair that with the practical sets and the 3D that they have in there, it's really nice. It's a really good ride. But unfortunately, their 3D is starting to kind of eh, fade. Yeah. They're well, the screen. They're, uh, the, I mean, the uh, the projectors itself is starting to really deteriorate in quality. Really, they need to update their stuff a little, huh? Yeah, I mean, um, on well, with all the other stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the very last scene, we have Optimus saying. Well done, Freedom Fighters. You know, at the very end, yeah. the screen, the screen is yeah. tinted green. Oh, no. Yeah, one of the bulbs went out or something. <laughs> I, I guess so. Like, crap, we need to send our, our maintenance guy over there, but we're so busy with everything else. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that Universal doesn't want to close their most popular ride oh, in no. the park. No, not especially when they're not finished with what's going on with uh, Harry yeah, Potter. And Potter, they just yeah. opened this other ride. They need capacity rides they need yeah. something for the people to go on so they can't close their most popular that's for sure yeah but um you know i'm still surprised by how well minion mayhem is doing right now oh I mean, so popular i mean the 3d quality is still there it's perfect yeah. and yeah. uh it runs really well for some reason it doesn't break down a lot i've heard people love that ride too and the minions uh, have turned into this this crazy uh, intellectual property that people just can't get enough of. So it's, it's right. It's good. It was a good move of them to make a ride based around just the minions because they've become so immensely popular over the years. And 
now you have the movie coming out tomorrow. The mini Yeah. Movie. Yeah. With that paired with the ride, I think the ride will just stay popular for the next five, ten years. <laughs> for and sure. And you know what else is popular is Harry Potter next year. Oh, yeah. So, um... The, so the excited! Construction, all that stuff. Um, Hogsmeade is looking very well right now. Um, so, uh, what do they have in the park right now for for Harry Potter? Okay, so um, so far, what they've built so far was Hogsmeade Village. Mm-hmm. To me, it looks finished. I don't know how well detailed it is yet inside. Um, you have the flight. That's not open prepared. yet, right? No, it all opens next year. Right. They only yeah. have a gift shop open now, is that correct? Yes, in the front of the park, the feature presentation store. Pretty wow. much, it's a small collection of Potter stuff where you can get Harry Potter robes from Hogwarts House stuff, <laughs> pygmy puffs. Tons of little neat things from the, the movie, like the chocolate frogs, and you can get... Yeah, definitely, but way overpriced. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, anything like in a theme Nine park. bucks for a chocolate frog. How much? Nine? Nine bucks. <laughs> oh my god. That's pretty good. <laughs> because, because what sells that nine bucks is this collector's card. If you've seen any movies, right. you, know, yeah, it's... Probably you have that card that talks to you. Is it holographic or something at yeah. least? Oh, okay. Well, if it comes with a little trinket that you get to keep and cherish, that's kind of neat. But yeah, it's a, it's an expensive chocolate frog, that's for sure. Yeah. And um... Buy it once, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna buy it once because I'm not even gonna buy it again after that. But um, from shopping in Hogsmeade, um, they have so, the Sorting Hat in there now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I buy a Sorting Hat, <laughs> and I'm probably Ravenclaw. So. Oh, there Woo! you. <laughs> I gotta get out there and find out what I'd be, but I guess I'd be Gryffindor. That's just my ch- my my All right. guess. All right. Well, next we'll time see you what know. the Sorting Hat says. You know. He sees me better than I see me, right? Is that how yeah. it works? Yeah, he does. He <laughs> understands you and somehow. Some sees way. you on the inside. <laughs> yeah. But um, Hogsmeade Village, Flight of the Hippogriff Roller Coaster, which is, don't, you guys, don't get overhyped about this roller coaster. No, it's a little family ride. Yeah. it's. Like, but if you're a coaster guy like me, I, I mean, any coaster is worth getting excited about, especially their second coaster. You yeah, yeah, definitely. It's good to have another coaster count for that flight in Hippogriff. Yeah. And you have the biggest attraction, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. More 3D. <laughs> yes, now in, now in 3D. Now in 3D. Now in 3D. Mm-hmm. So um, pretty much right now, Hogmeade looks good. Hogwarts Castle is still being worked on, but yeah, it looks it's huge. Yeah, it, it looks crazy. It's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, like they started just ramping up Hogwarts castles just like a few months ago, and now it's so almost finished, didn't it? They still got the scaffolding up, but yeah, uh, some some of it has gone down already. Yeah, yeah, it's the very top, but nothing too major yet. And um, all we can tell you is that it is opening in spring of two thousand and sixteen. Ooh. That's going to be a good time to go. Can you imagine how packed that park is going to be for you that think? opening? I mean, like, when park opens, I'm going to get my return time ticket, <laughs> go there, experience everything there is, leave Potter, then enjoy the rest of my day without having to go through 90-minute wait throughout the park because Harry Potter will contain a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, 
high waist. So it'll be nice. It's, I don't like waiting in line. No, no, no. Yeah, if I can't get in to the, uh, the preview day, which is probably going to be just as packed, I mean, I'll probably end up waiting a few months before I go experience it. Because sometimes the crowds can take away from it. You know, yeah. when you want to really immerse yourself in the Harry Potter world, and there's so many people that you can't even breathe, it would be a little, uh, you know, it would take away from the experience. Yeah. And, um, you know, my number one question is, is there going to be a front-of-the-line access to the attraction? Because oh, sure. um, in Orlando and Japan, from last time I heard, is that there is no express pass available. Oh. It's either standby or single rider. Okay. Same as Harry Potter and Escape from Gringotts. Do you think that's a good move? I think so, yeah, because um, if they do, you know, they're, they're like, okay, we're just gonna spend. We're just gonna use our front of the line pass for Potter only. Then we do. Then we then we just leave the park. Yeah. No. Um. As much as I would like to see it, um, I think a single rider is a good uh thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they have this castle tour where you can tour the castle and it's every queue get fully immersed into the cal- into Hogwarts castle itself. Then, Which is awesome. If you don't want to wait in the three hour line or two hour yeah, you line, just, you can just take a tour. Take a tour of the castle and still experience it. Yeah. I like that. That's a good feature. But that cap, but that tour won't get you on the ride. So oh, you have really? to wait in line. Yeah, you, you, you just get the castle portion. Okay. And then you can just get out and enjoy Hogsmeade the rest. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Hogsmeade is awesome. I, I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited to get our our butter beer out here. I've yes. heard so much about the butter beer over in Universal Studios Orlando, and <laughs> I've been oh wanting to try it so bad. Yeah. Well, we can talk about what's coming to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in terms of what Hogsmeade Village is uh, offering. Really? Yes. What do you got for us, Eric? All right. Well, um, for those that have that been to Universal Orlando's uh, Hogsmeade Village, Hollywood is getting more shops, same number as Universal Studios Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much you're going to get the same shops you get in Orlando, just more stuff. Like, yeah, um, we're getting because it's been immensely popular over there. They're probably yeah. going to bring everything over. Yeah, you have the three broomsticks restaurant. You have Ollivanders. Oh, that's another thing. You at Ollivanders, you get to experience what Harry Potter did. Harry Potter did when he was chosen for his wand. The whole experience where uh, the yeah. wand chooses you, and it's like whoa. <laughs> that would be so neat. <laughs> Then yeah, have, they really they're really going into detail on this, yeah, aren't they? Definitely. Then you have Honey Dukes, the candy shop. Because who doesn't like candy? Of course, especially in a theme park. Yeah. <laughs> then you have the Owl Post, where you can buy an owl plush toy. You can oh. send a mail. Can't buy real live owls there. No, you have to go through. You would have to go through your local animal shelter. Oh yeah, or the black hey, bucket, it, whatever okay. you got your connections. I'm naming you Hedwig. <laughs> There, your own genuine Hedwig at your local animal shelter. <laughs> you know, you may have to check back a few times until yeah. one shows up, but... Yeah, know, and the cool thing about the outpost is that <laughs> you can send a letter with the Hogsmeade postmark. So you can oh, send a letter from Universal and have it sent over to a friend where, like, your Hogwarts letter is here. I'm like, ah! Oh. That's and, a touch. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You could buy actual... U.S. stamps in this, so 
Anakin has Harry Potter fighter. on him. Yep. Nice. And of course, the gifts and yeah. <laughs> then. Yeah, the the gift card or the postcard's kind of like bragging to your friends. It's like, look what I did. Yeah. <laughs> then you have Zonko's Joke Shop, which is kind of like Weasley's Wizard Weezes and Diagon Alley, where you can okay. buy novelty items, jokes, toys, and sweets. So that's kind of so nice. So all of these that you've listed in Orlando and they're coming to uh, uh to Hollywood? No, or no, this is all what Hollywood's getting. This is just what Hollywood's getting. Yeah. Some of this isn't in Orlando. Some is of this, yes, yeah, some of this is in Orlando. Some of this is, but some hasn't. Yeah. Shown. Okay. Then you have the Richard Bangs. Pretty much, it's a big shop where you can buy Quidditch equipment, Hogwarts uniforms, and more. That's going to be a big one. You think, yeah. Who doesn't want to buy a Harry Potter robe? I and know. I, I want one for myself just to walk around the house in. You can purchase it, it for. Magical. You can purchase it for a hundred nine dollars and ninety five. Oh. Oh, you just stabbed me in the heart, Eric. I'm that's sorry. Eric that's that's much. the price. And no past discounts. So oh. Price. Hey, oh. That's, a, that's a Christmas present right there. That that's what I'm asking for. Yes. <laughs> um, that shop is definitely going to be a big tier shop in terms of price. If everything in Potter is going to be expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if if the quality is there and it's pretty pretty much just like it is in the movie, I bet you people would be buying it up in a second. Like yeah. the price tag is not going to keep people away. If they love Harry Potter uh, and they're they've shown up just for Harry Potter World, then it's it's going to fly off the shelves. That one hundred nine dollars, they could price that at one hundred and fifty, a two hundred dollars, and it would still be, get yeah, see, purchased. Uh, when I went to Universal last month, someone spent two thousand dollars on Harry Ooh. Potter merchandise. Ooh. Like what the heck? <laughs> you and I wouldn't buy thousand bucks, but it's Harry Potter super fans. So you know, yeah, film, Harry and they're out there. People are obsessed with Harry Potter. Yes, they will purchase anything they can, yeah. and to get their hands on it. And it's there's like, rich people that love Harry Potter too. That yes. two thousand bucks is nothing to them. I know, right? <laughs> Definitely. And over over to the next shop is Filch's Emporium of Confiscated Goods. This is this is going to be one of those high end shops where you can buy. Hogwarts clothing, of course. More high-end movie, shops. Movie prop replicas. Oh, cool. Magical uh, creature toy. Magical creature toys. And the Marauder's Map. Very cool. Yeah. They're going to have a lot over there. Yeah, yeah. And if you guys don't know what the Marauder's Map is, it's pretty much a map of Hogwarts where you can, oh, yeah. where you can pinpoint certain people. Like Harry Potter, Hermione, Ron... You know, um, Universal sells those right now in their feature presentation store. Pretty much, it's a interactive kind of map where you have this wand. You can tap on a name, Harry. Then you got this red light with his footsteps following Hogwarts, and it's it's hmm. really cool. But it's like fifty bucks. Whoa! But, the, but it's an actual map that's interactive, map. though. Yes. Then you have another version huh. of the map where it's not interactive. It's just a regular uh. map. So that's good. Yeah, and for then the next shop is another expensive high-end shop. All these potter <laughs> shops are high-end, everybody. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, Wiseacres, Wizarding Equipment, a variety of wizarding wares and supplies, including crystal balls, telescopes, binoculars, armillary spheres, compasses, so magnifying glasses, and hourglasses. So pretty much anything that you could ever imagine that existed in the movies is going to be at our Universal Studios Hollywood. You can purchase yes. it. Yes. 
an astronomical amount, but you can own anything you want from Yeah, exactly. Harry yeah, you can buy, you can, you can even theme your own home to Potter. I mean, like, <laughs> there's also home merchandise you can purchase. Oh, that's cool. So you can have, you know, little furniture and decorations and stuff. Then you have Gladrags Wizardwear, where you can buy wizard apparel, hats, accessories, and jewelry. So this one's not one of those high-end shops, but it's kind of high-end. Just a gift shop sort of Just thing. Just a gift shop. Yes, this general. is... I think Gladrag is the is the exit gift shop for um for Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. So Yeah, they always gotta route you through the gift shop, right? Yeah. <laughs> then of course you have the famous butterbeer cart. Of course. Butterbeer, fresh fruit Woo-hoo. fresh fruit, cold beverages, bottled beer and snacks. Which and that's the best part of this whole thing, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Yes. You can then, tell then, where my priorities lie. Yeah, right. <laughs> then you have this thing called the Magic Neep Cart, which sells fresh fruit, cold beverages, bottles, beers, and snacks. So it's kind of like... I like the fresh fruit idea. That's yeah. that's good on a hot day. Yeah, definitely. And um, so pretty much I'm looking most... Oh, yeah, I also forgot. It's not on the website. It's Hogshead Pub, where you can get your oh. alcohol on. And it's not listed on this, on this website, so... You know it's coming. It's going to be a get, good one. You can get alcohol. <laughs> it's always good when you can, you know, get at least a decently priced drink and, like, walk around a park. It's a good thing that they that, that parks are taking advantage of that and people yeah. want to do that. But um, the, the main restaurant here is, is Three Broomsticks, pretty much. You, now, you what do they serve there at Three Broomsticks, do you think? Uh, it says here they have fish and chips, shepherd's pie. Okay. BBQ chicken and ribs. Ooh. See, it actually the, sounds good. The Great Feast Platter, which is an $80 Ooh. item. Ooh. But 80 that, bucks for the Great Feast Platter. Great, great Beast Platter. That yeah, sounds like beast. something that's worth 80 bucks, though. That sounds yeah, delicious it, just thinking of it. Yeah. Then you have the usual turkey legs Ooh. that every theme park has now. Mm-hmm. Soups, salads, desserts, pumpkin juice. Ooh. And butterbeer. And the butterbeer. So talking about butterbeer, um, <laughs> I hope to bring all fashions of butterbeer, original, frozen, warm, and what ice cream butterbeer. I hope they bring it here. Oh, it sounds so good. I know, right? It's like their trademark thing now is that yeah. butterbeer. Everyone wants it. Everyone <laughs> wants the butterbeer. They'll definitely be showing up here. I guarantee it. Yeah. I mean, if it's that popular in Orlando, then it's popular here yeah. too. Well, Orlando does, or I mean, Hogsmeade in Orlando doesn't have the Buddy Beer ice cream yet, but they have oh. everything else. So we get the ice cream. Possibly, I don't know. Hmm. We're, we're we're gonna have to see. But that's what Harry Potter is. That's pretty much what's, what's maybe in Hogsmeade Village. Uh, recapping that. Oh, I forgot. There's more stuff. Wow. There's even more stuff I didn't forget to oh, talk man. about. There's a lot. See, you wait from February to now, and you got a ton of stuff you got to cover. <laughs> then now you, I know, right? Then you have um, the Frog Choir and the Tri Wizard Spirit Rally, which are pretty much two performances throughout the day. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. And that's going to be it for Potter Hollywood. That's going to be Moving a good way. Opening, it's going to be great. Opening in less than a year, everybody. Spring of 2016 at Universal Studios Hollywood. Can't wait. 
It's gonna be so good. Now we're oh. gonna move over. Now we're gonna move over from the west over to the east coast at Universal Orlando Resort. So Universal Orlando has been enjoying their spree of announcements. Mm-hmm. Lots They've announced of like four new things this past few weeks. Yeah, they have been going hard over there, huh? Yeah. The first thing was Skull Island Reign of Kong. A brand new attraction coming to Universal's Islands of Adventure <clears throat> next summer. So amazing! I know uh, there's concept art, there's actual constructive photos of the progress of Kong, and it's huge. This is their most anticipated ride right now. Would you yes, say? Yes, this is their most anticip- anticipated ride. They even claimed it as the the best attraction ever in <laughs> Universal Orlando. And it hasn't oh. even been built yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're putting a really, really big claim on this attraction. Yeah. It's King That's Kong. old. Yeah. And look, it's, they're bringing it back. Like, mm-hmm. King Kong resonates with so many people. And now, Universal Orlando is going on that bandwagon of, hey, let's bring King Kong back, too. Is now- did they have King Kong at another park, and that's what made them decide to bring yes, Orlando? Yes, they had uh, the confrontation at the Studios Park. That's kind, right. of, kind of like at Universal Hollywood had their old King Kong attraction. Mm-hmm. It was exactly like that. People loved it. Yeah. But Hollywood's could have been prevented from closing if that 2008 fire didn't happen. Now, oh, yeah. we still commemorate that uh, tragic event that happened seven years ago on June 1st, 2008. And two years later, they brought King Kong back in Hollywood in the 360 3D format, and it jumped attendance at the park by like 13%. Yeah. It's You're going to see ad- the same thing with Kong here in, in Orlando. Uh-huh. So. Um, and from what I've seen, they have this amazing facade on the front. Is that right? Yes, yeah, a very, very grand facade for Amazing. Chapter. So much it detail. Is- so much yeah. uh, intricate work. Yeah, the there isn't really any of it, there's not like actual like details on what the ride is gonna be about. Hmm. What they told us is pretty much you're gonna be on this jeep going through the jungle, stuff happens and King Kong wins. <laughs> and King Kong wins, right? Yes, he is. He's <laughs> the star of this attraction. So there's that. Tell us um, right off the bat, huh? <laughs> yeah. That is pretty much yeah. how Skull Island's gonna work. Um, and this is over in Islands of Adventure, is that right? Yeah, Next to between, the Wizarding World over there? Between Toon Lagoon, Jurassic Park, and Potter. So pretty much in a triangle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they have uh, the tram going between the two parks, is that right? They uh, Not a tram, but a train. Yes, the Hogwarts Express. Yeah, so you can, you can make your little trip between the two with your park hopper pass. Yeah, definitely. And honestly... Like, I, I like the fact that I could just go on a ride to the next park because I don't just want I don't want to exit the park and have to enter the park. It was far. That's a far walk. I mean, like park. I mean, Disney's you know, yeah, you you, you could just walk across and you're at, and you're at the other park. You know, mm-hmm. but in Orlando, you have to walk across the lagoon. Across everything, it's a far gap between the two. Is that right? Not too far, but um, definitely quite a walk. Mm-hmm. Well, this train definitely brings the lazy people yep. some relief. And, and you can <laughs> like bring myself. food and drink inside of Hogwarts Express. So. Oh, good. Yeah. 
Get your cool drink oh. and head on over there, guys. Yeah, then they announced another thing, the Volcano Bay Water Park. Oh, now this is a big one because... It's huge. Because people love what uh, this is replacing. Yeah. Which is Wet n' Wild. Yes, Wet n' Wild. Wet n' Wild. I went there as a kid myself, and I have a lot of fond memories of Wet n' Wild. I used to live right next door to this. So when I was growing up, Wet n' Wild was like the premier water park for us. So, and I know a lot of people think that over in Florida, a lot of my friends even. And so we're all a little sad to see it go, but the pictures that they have for Volcano Bay, immaculate, amazing. Yeah, definitely. And um, like Universal said that this is going to redefine what a water park means. So mm-hmm. like I said earlier with King Kong, they're placing another big claim. Is, but it... If they can pull off at least somewhat of what they've planned, then it's gonna they're gonna live up to that claim. Yeah. Especially here. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And they're um, uh, they're kind of competing, aren't they, with this one? Yeah, they're competing with Disney. Disney, which they have their uh, their melted snow mountain right up the road. So now we have a water volcano to uh, complement it over yes. there. Yes. <laughs> melted away. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but. Uh, Neat idea. There are no details of what's coming. All we know that it is opening. Like slide-wise, right? Yeah. The only thing we know is that it's opening in 2017. Construction has already started. Really? Uh, yes, construction has started. And oh, that's quick. Is Wet and Wild closed already? It's closing at the end of 2016. Oh, okay. So you gotta... I'm almost tempted to get out there and go just one more time. Ages <laughs> hey, go. You got Harry Potter and... Yeah. Oh, great attractions out there now and hit wet and wild and harry potter yeah. that would be good <laughs> then over to another announcement they made was it's city walk their nbc sports grill and brew so how do you feel about this um definitely i'm excited for it yeah yeah i'm i'm probably one of the few people that are excited for a sports grill to come yes because they've tried this at other parks. They've, yeah. they've had the, the ESPN zone and now, uh, what is it, over at the downtown Disney over here. And yeah. they've never really been that popular. They always seem like they try these themed restaurant bar things. Yeah. And then a few years later, it's something else. Yeah. Well, so, now with NBC Sports Girl, they're putting another big claim on it, too. What which, are they saying? Well, um, they're saying, well, their biggest claim is that, you know, it's going to feature over 100 different TV screens where you can see wow. all these games at once. Then this giant 100-foot-wide screen outside of the building <laughs> where you can see a game going live all the way across the lagoon from the park. So you, you can see a game across the lagoon. And so that could be good for them, I guess, down at City Walk. Yeah. Then they're adding spotlights to it. Oh, wow. So they're, they're really going to... They're kind of gearing this more towards the locals more than the tourists. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That way they can get the locals to come in and watch the game on a regular basis. That's why it's in City Walk instead of in the park. Yeah. But for those, idea, yeah. But for those that like alcohol, yeah. they're featuring over 100 different type of beers. Okay. So well, that's... now they're kind of speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> I all of a sudden it sounds a lot better over there at the NBC Sports Grill. <laughs> you know, Universal Hollywood doesn't have a sports grill. Oh uh, yeah. Sort no. What do we have over here at our our little city walk? Um, we have the Hard Rock restaurant. That's it. The Hard Rock. 
Yeah. They don't they don't really play game they they don't play, you know, sports games. It's just a bunch of uh rock and roll memorabilia. But you know, they play some games. Yeah, that's right in the middle of uh, of Hollywood. So I'm I yeah. wonder if they decided that over there because they don't really have much more than City Walk in that area oh. for locals. So over here we do. There's I mean it's right in the middle of everything LA and Hollywood. So. Exactly. But but literally at City Walk Hollywood, uh, there's nothing nothing really interests me. I mean I can just go mm. down to my lo- I just go down the street and go to the same restaurants too. Yeah. But you're exactly. in Hollywood. Jack the price up. Yeah. Pay more for what you would usually get. Yeah, if you're a tourist and you're coming in from out of state or something, Planet Hollywood's worth going to. But if you've been there before, it's it's nothing that special. Yeah. And um, I hope one day Universal decides to bring CityWalk 2.0 or 3.0, I should say, <laughs> for Hollywood. Like Orlando got their 2.0 version with the Cowfish, Antojitos, Red Oven, Vivo. Mm. Um. Yeah, these mm. original restaurants that Universal created, and they're so popular, and people love them. Really? So, yeah, really popular. Seems like that's the way a lot of uh, a restaurant, or uh, excuse me, theme parks are going nowadays. Is uh, the exclusive restaurant, exclusive drinks, exclusive yep. food exclusive is that you can only get at Universal Studios or yes. Disney, and, and that's a know, neat aspect. Yeah. And uh, in Orlando, the restaurant Antihitos. Immerses. Mm-hmm. Yes, we brought up that word. Yes. How many times have we said it? I don't remember. Only but... at least two or three. Yeah, so we're doing pretty good here. <laughs> we didn't say it too much yet. <laughs> I know, yeah. But, uh, you know, but are you immersed, immersed, immersed in this experience? Sorry, yes. Sorry, I had to count right there. <laughs> okay, next time, we're on our next podcast, going to have to play a game to see how many times we say immersive. Okay. <laughs> No. We'll play uh, Rick's drinking game from TPA, and every time we uh, we say yeah. it, we'll have to take a oh. shot or something. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I we wouldn't I, make I, it through I, the episode. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's what I have imagined right now. Okay. Mm. So the, the whole immersive thing. Mm. You know, um, I should probably do a giveaway for whoever listens to our podcast and counts how many times we say immersive, they get a prize. <laughs> the first one to get the number right. Yes, the first one to get the number right. So. Right. We'll probably trust you because I don't think we want to go back and count either. So no, no. So <laughs> that's that, gonna be our next one. <laughs> gonna have to get a piece of paper, write it down. You know, like all right, one, two, three, four, five. All right, there. So there's one more big announcement coming from Universal Studios Orlando, right? Yes. And I'm I'm most excited for this one, I think. Yes, it is the beginning of the Halloween season, everybody. Woo! The Halloween season is upon us. It's here. It is here. Universal Orlando announced for their 25th anniversary event is that Freddy vs. Jason is coming oh, so as a maze this year. Oh, so good. And it's it's kind of strange how early they released it, but it's that got really weird. great feedback already. People are so excited. People are so excited. Kind of... you know, I, um, I know that much. <laughs> you know, people love their, uh, the movies. Freddy, yeah. you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's got this cult following that. Yeah, and now you're bringing uh, both of those cults together. Mm-hmm. So I can Which tell they did a couple movies like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so they have a lot to play with here. They have a Orlando, lot. It's really scenes that they could pick. They have a lot of different kills that they could pick. This is going to be terrifying, which is perfect. Yeah, and that's what Howard Hornet is all about: is being mm-hmm. terrified with all these exactly. branded IPs. 
Yeah, like, with like, the branded IP. That's like, I, I pretty much call Halloween Horror Nights now a big promotional event that scares people. <laughs> IP Horror Nights? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, they're, they're heavy on that over there at Universal, but that's what they're known for. Yeah, so. and it, it brings people in. People are yeah. interested to experience these things. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and they also not only announced Freddy vs. Jason, they announced Jack is back. Yes. Oh. Jack I, is back as the icon for the 25th anniversary of Halloween Horror Nights. And that's their own personal character. Yes, right? so it won't go to Hollywood. Hollywood isn't getting Freddy vs. Jason. So that right now, all of, all of its stuff is going to Orlando. Um, I wish so bad that they would soon, bring it here. <laughs> soon we should be seeing announcements from Hollywood because they haven't done a single announcement yet. And we're still waiting. You know, John Murray's been playing with us last night on Twitter with all these hints. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> uh, it's really hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you think uh, they'll announce some at Scarole at the convention out definitely, here? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. See, that's what I'm thinking they're waiting for. Because they we'll know talk, that that's very we'll prevalent. We'll talk at the end, after our little thing. Our, after what's on the agenda so far. So, yeah. um, Horror Nights begins on September 19th through November 2nd on Select Nights. Which Halloween is Horror longer Nights. than they've done it in the past, yes. right? 30 nights this year. 30 whole nights of terror. Yes. Hollywood Horror. still hasn't announced anything yet for days. Keeping everything under wraps. I really think they're just waiting because yeah. they know that everyone else is keeping it under wraps over here. Yeah. And that everyone's anticipating it. And Hype now, it up, you know. And now we can move away back from the east over back to the west where we're going to be talking just about one topic. Knott's Berry Farms, Voyage to the Iron Reef. So have you experienced it? Garrett? Yes, I have. I was there on the past preview. And then I was also there on Media Day. So it was, it was a pretty amazing opening uh ceremony uh they had jason soyster come out and do a, a nice uh introduction to the ride they had bob Gurr, the disney imagineer there which was kind of surprising to see at knots but yeah. really cool that he showed up since he was uh you know he's so big in the dark ride yeah yeah uh, uh you know industry he's been he designed all of disney's uh vehicles for almost all of their rides so it was really cool to meet him and see him there, and they had uh, Snoopy dressed up in his little sailor outfit, and they had all the characters there. It was a really neat opening ceremony, yeah. and it just it set off a, a wonderful experience for the ride because it's it's been immensely popular ever since. Mm. The, po- the public has loved it. They really yeah. have. They, they have. Have you ridden it yet? Have you made it out? No, I haven't made it to Not Very Farm yet. Hopefully oh. one day. Have you ever? You've never made it to Knott's? I, I, I've been there before. I just oh. haven't been there for Voyage. For Voyage. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You definitely got to make it out. I mean, it's it's a little bit different than other dark rides, I'd say. Okay. It's it's um It's definitely more of a, a interactive game that you ride rather than, say, like practical sets and a dark ride that you would get at maybe a, a Toy Story or... Uh, one of the Transformers rides, you know, it's it's very screen oriented. It's mm-hmm. very much just a shooter game that you're writing, but that's cool. It, yeah. It's a fun sort of experience. It's um, like I said, it's different, which was uh, welcomed. Yeah. But a lot of people seem to have problems with how the storyline and how it was set up. And I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was a good 
direction that they took. Yeah. With the definitely um, the I feel like, queen. I feel like Nas Berry Farm is going back to its uh, roots of its dark rides. Exactly. And now they're trying to do other ways to where that they could do dark rides because you know a few years ago they redid um their cal or last year I two years yeah my the calico mine ride. Then they did the Timber Mountain Log Ride too. Uh-huh. They fixed that. Uh-huh. And now you have Nas' first 4D, 3D attraction. Which so. is exactly what they needed. It's exactly what was missing from yeah. the park. What, what I love about Nas is its diverse amount of attractions there. Mm-hmm. You have roller coasters, you have dark rides, you have a 3D ride, you have shows. Family stuff, you got kitty, yeah. ca- kitty rides, you got everything. Yeah, Nas Berry Farm is really starting to become a park for the whole family. That's, and, that's the greatest part about it. Yeah, and, I, I, yeah and I love Nas for what he do. Mm-hmm. He do such a Great job of catering to everybody. Yeah. And, um, you know, from my last visit, Nuts, I went to before they, they redid the boardwalk, a lot of stuff, so it was during that sad phase. Yeah. They didn't fix <laughs> anything at all. It's just kind of felt like Six Flags, Magic Mountain. Yeah, so, it's definitely they've been putting a lot of uh, a lot of work into Knots lately, and I've I go a lot because it's I live right next door to it pretty much. Okay. So that's like my home park. So I see all the little changes they're doing, and they've they really seem to be uh, investing well into it. They, like you said, with the Timber Mountain Log Ride and the Calico Mine Ride um, refurb, they they knew that they needed to add another dark ride and they needed to do something with Kingdom of the Dinosaurs because it's been shut down since 2004, just getting moldy and sitting there. <laughs> they didn't do anything. They didn't rip it out. So you could go oh, yeah, so you could back just... in 2014, you could have walked through and actually still seen Kingdom of the Dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> They didn't do anything. So it's good that they took the initiative and put another dark ride in, and especially in that space because it was not being utilized. And it was yeah. such a good spot. It really was. It really was, yeah. And, uh, um, and it's a great ride. Have you heard the, the whole uh, story behind the ride? Yeah. Where it's uh, yeah. the Kraken Queen. Is, Kraken Queen is mad. and She's, she's trying to uh, get metal and pieces of scrap to build up her... Uh, her army army, and then uh, she decides well I'm not just going to stay down here I'm just going to go up to this big beautiful park and take it over and just yeah. run from there so you're actually fighting her and her uh, her little minions to uh, to save the park yes that, that that's the big thing is save the park yeah from you know, the park is in peril parts. the park is apparently in peril at this point yeah. you, know, you know they had this commercial where you know they were bringing up this family out by the boardwalk, and they would bring the camera underneath where the Kraken was like, ah, I, I can do something here. I'm going to build up my army, mm-hmm. hopping right under us. Then, you know, I thought that's a cool concept they did. How and, do you feel about the theming on this ride? Um, It's definitely very different from any type From of what else they've done, right? Yeah, very different. Yes, they, went the, they went with the whole steampunk theme Steam, now. Which seems to be popular yeah. right now. Yeah, now you, you got Magic Mountain with the Twisted Colossus theme now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like if you were a new attraction in, in California, you had to be steampunk last year, or this yeah. year. <laughs> I wonder what, I wonder, I wonder what's the next trend, because on Horror Nights Twitter, they posted one of their codenames as post-punk. So, oh, see, I don't know. It's definitely relevant. Like, yeah, it's definitely re- relevant. <laughs> so, talking about horror, mm-hmm. we are... Going to be talking about the Scare LA convention that's happening. Oh yeah, exactly one month. One month away. Are you going, Eric? 
yes, I'm going this year. And, awesome. Me too. Uh, hey, dude, we should probably hang out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, basically, for those that do not know what Scare Ellie is, pretty much, it's this big West Coast convention at the, the Pasadena. It's the yeah. biggest, yeah. At the Pasadena Convention Center, where it's devoted all things Halloween. Everything. Pretty much, you're going to have hundreds of vendors, exhibitors, panels, classes. Mm-hmm. They have... Groups yeah. from all the the major theme parks in yeah. the area that are going to come and yeah, speak this, about their events. This event is the biggest Halloween convention mm-hmm. during the Halloween season. Because yeah, to it's... me, Scare LA kicks off the Halloween season. It's this amazing convention. And, yeah, because uh, it's in August, and then September rolls around, and we're already into the into the groove of things. So yeah. it's, it's that time of year now, finally. Yeah, so um, there's some cool panels this year. You got the uh, the Disneyland panel, Legends of Disneyland, the Hatbox Ghost from the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, which I believe, strangely enough, isn't Jeff Tucker going to be on that one from Knott's. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Oh. He'll be on okay. that panel. Cool. Well, uh, Doug Barnes from the Season Pass podcast is hosting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the legendary Tony Baxter and a few other special guests. They have a lot of good guests this year. Yeah, they have a lot of great guests this year. Then, of course, you have the big theme park panels like Halloween Horror Nights, Not mm-hmm. Scary Farm, Queen Mary, East Dark Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you have this one panel where they all come together at this the Art Making Monsters panel where all Which of the is, creative directors come as one at this big panel. It's you, It's got to be the most exciting part of that is to yeah. see how they these masters craft their monsters. is so interesting. <laughs> I know, right? And pretty little short girl and turn her into this horrifying monster in just under an hour. And what's cool is that some of these uh, vendors are going to be previewing their haunts at Scarlet. So you're, yeah. I didn't know that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, it says here, on-site haunted attractions, interactive experiences, and roaming monsters. See, we're going to get terrified. See, it's that's the greatest part about this is that even though Halloween isn't here, we get to get scared. Yeah. We get to see the costumes and the makeup. It feels like it's Halloween already and, with this convention. Yeah. And they encourage you to dress up for this. Yeah. Event. So that's that's great. And they're gonna have their uh, their bloody ballroom mixer at the end of the night, I believe, on their second day. First day. First day. Saturday. First day. From nine so, from nine p.m. to one a.m. That's right. So it's gonna be a big party, and everyone's gonna dress up. They're saying. Uh, Costumes preferred, gore optional, which I, I love that tag. I yeah. love that option. <laughs> and gore, you know, not many events let you bring or wear gory stuff. Yeah. And where is it where they encourage you to put blood on your face? I know, right? I love the it. Only, I know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we can't wait. And uh, our friends at Theme Park Adventure is one of the producers for this year's event. Mm. They've and, been running it for a long time, huh? TPA? Uh, yeah, TPA has been on for almost 21 years, but I think this is their first year working it together. I oh, think. really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> and they're doing a lot of cool things this year. You have so many different classes you can take to learn more about monsters and, and anything about Halloween. Yeah. And I've heard people that aren't even excited about Haunt are going to uh, experience the makeup and costume portion. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a big chunk of it. Yeah, so theater definitely. people show up and... You know, it's not just haunters and people that want oh. to be haunted. <laughs> it's 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 a big group of people that'll yeah, be. Yeah, Scarlet is a great outlet 
mm-hmm. where I was wanting to pursue it in the uh, makeup or haunt haunt industry, and mm-hmm. you know, and for those that just love Halloween in general, you know, yeah, well, it's it's gonna be a great time, and it's cheap. It's the whole weekend over there at Pasadena. What is it? Uh, August seventh, eighth, and ninth. August eighth, August eighth and ninth. That is the Saturday and Sunday. That's it. So if you wanted to get both tickets, it's only about fifty six dollars if you buy them online now. Yeah, you can which is a great them. deal for a it whole week. And you can purchase them at, at scarela.com. You will find get the your full tickets st- now. Yes, purchase your tickets now because they will raise prices again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll be more expensive at the door. Yeah, they will. And um, they're expecting like ten thousand people at the event total. So which it's. Is- Pretty much capacity over there the past yeah. month. Yeah, and um, there, there, there's no food available inside. There, there, there's going to be no food trucks, but you'll be able – but your restaurants outside. Yeah. Tons of stuff in that area. Tons of stuff, yeah. So It's a cool spot. Have you been up there to the Pasadena Convention Center? No, I haven't, so this is my first. Oh, it'll be fun. Just to walk around that area, they got tons of bars, restaurants. You could find all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So even if you get bored with getting scared, you can still walk around Pasadena. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, you, you know, when we go, you know, we should try to, you know, switch more to Pasadena, you know, hang out for a few, for oh, a few yeah. hours and stuff. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, we'll make that happen out at Scare LA. And I'm oh, yeah. sure that uh, a lot of people will be joining us, too, because I know a lot of people that are going to be there. This is going to be a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> This is going to be a party. Blogger party. <laughs> yeah, blogger party. So, um, cool. anything else you want to talk about? Anything about any theme parks or? You know, I think we did a, a pretty good job of covering everything right now. I mean, you you got everything out in Universal Studios Orlando. We touched on Universal Studios Hollywood. I think we did pretty good here, Eric. And we only made it to an hour and 12 minutes. So Wow, that's pretty- good. They're pretty good. Yeah. And now over to our questions, if we have any for those on Periscope. So. Oh, we got our Periscope up, of course. Yes. Eric is a, the premier Periscoper, if you didn't realize already. I'm yes, sure you I am the premier Periscoper. But you you can find him on Periscope at USH Today. Yes. Surprise, surprise. Surprise. I know you can find it on pretty much any type of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> Which you can find me as well. I'm the Park Fanatics. Uh, you can find me at Park Fanatic on Twitter and on Facebook. So make sure that you uh, follow me as well. I like to join in on Eric's uh, Periscopes too. He, he always has a, a good show for us. Yes, I always have a very good show for you guys. <laughs> you guys like to inflict pain on me for your own pleasure. <laughs> but you inflicted on yourself. You nay-nayed for us once, and then that was it. That Then it went downhill from there. Okay, yeah, I, I guess so. You know, um, <laughs> and my nene is kind of pretty popular for some reason. It was really popular, man. Everyone wants to see People the nene. People love it, yeah. <laughs> well, um, while we get this thing all started. Um, that's pretty much it, man. That's, yeah. That's so, very, in about 10 days is the uh, the TBA mixer, the theme park convention mixer at Don the Beachcomber. Don the Beachcomber. Uh, Huntington Beach. Beach. And uh, I hope to be there. I met so many great people mm-hmm. last time, like Rick, Johanna, Parking Cons, a bunch of these sites. And, yeah, it's um, going to be a good time. Are you going to yeah. make it down to this one? Uh, possibly. Uh, good. I don't know yet. So right now, guys, we are on Periscope. So um, if you guys have any questions for those on Periscope right now, 
ask any questions away, anything about the theme parks, any questions you have, because we are discussing them right now on our podcast. That's right. That's right. We're here. They can't hear me. Only you guys out in podcast land can hear me. But yes. We want to hear what they have to say over there on Periscope. So, listeners. for those on Periscope, if you guys have any questions for us, we'll be happy to answer them. Unless, if not, we're going to call it a day. Um, you know, if you guys ever have a question for Eric, you can find him at USH Today on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you can find him on Periscope at almost any time. So Yes. You can keep keep your, your questions and bring them up. Make sure you yep. do that. <laughs> any Periscopers want to ask any theme park questions right now? Um, no one, huh? Nope, no one, no one yet. <laughs> it's okay. We covered so much today. We, we really did a good job of yes. covering what was going on all so the way since we, February, yeah. too. So if we have no questions, I'm going to sign off on Periscope. We'll see you guys at 8 p.m. Pacific Coast time for USH, for USH Today After Dark. Otherwise, yeah, we'll see you soon. All right, so, um, yeah, I guess we have no questions. We should call it a day. So, um, Well, thanks for having me, Eric. This course, was a blast. Eric. Yeah, definitely. And I've enjoyed talking to you about the theme parks, all that yeah. stuff. And um, this is going to be for our Periscope. I'm just for our podcasters only that listen to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an exciting announcement. So Ooh. this is a first for you, Garrett. You're the only person who's going to know. I haven't even heard this. Yeah. I'm excited. So, What's um, up? For our website, we are going to um, – I, I think some people heard, but we are going to be celebrating Waterworld's 20th anniversary on our website with a new look for the month to celebrate Waterworld. And um, we are going to tr- – well, we're not going to change the website. We're going to rebrand it, kind of change things up, make it more exciting for our, our audience. Um, definitely, I want to move away from that pro- – Super professional side to more, you know, fun, universal thing where we express our love for universal, how yeah. fun and exciting. Interactive. Would you even say maybe an immersive experience over um, at, Yeah, at an immersive experience for our guests. <laughs> over <laughs> at ushtoday.com. Right? Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's our announcement. Um, we pretty much covered everything from Fast and Furious, Springfield, Universal Orlando. Mm. So, um, it's time to close this thing out. So, of course, like I said earlier, like Gary said earlier, you guys can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Periscope, and YouTube at USH Today. We Periscope every single day of the week. Every single day, and it's a good show. It is good. It's I, a fun show. It is. Make sure you catch uh, Eric. Yeah, we are on. We are on live. We are on Periscope every day at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you'll find us there. You guys go get to see me talk live with you guys, answer some questions, all that stuff. And Garrett, where can we find you at? Well, you can, of course, find me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at, at ParkFanatic. You can also find me on iTunes now. We're on iTunes. So search for Woo! us, the Park Fanatic Podcast. Subscribe. And then, of course, at ParkFanatic.com. You can find us. So if you want to download our podcast or give us a listen, you can check us out there, parkfanatic.com. I do listen to your podcast, so I do cool. subscribe on iTunes. Hey, thank you. Yeah. and Appreciate it. And uh, usually our podcasts are available a few minutes right after this recording is, so I'm usually very quick. I mm-hmm. can get a podcast out. So, Where um, can we find this podcast, Eric? You guys can find it on our website at ushtoday.com, also on uh, – 
iTunes. We don't use Stitcher or desktop yet. You can find a direct download on our website at usatoday.com slash podcast where you can directly download the podcast or, or click on the iTunes link where it's going to send you over to our a podcast page. Very cool. Very cool. There. So from USH Today. So make there. sure you check that out, guys. Make sure you subscribe to that podcast. And thank you so much for listening today. I'm, I'm so happy you tuned in with us. Yes. And be sure to leave us positive reviews on our positive reviews on iTunes. If you would love to get more stars. <laughs> yeah. More yeah, stars. So, more reviews on iTunes. Go check yeah, it out. Go check it out. So from USH Today and got Garrett. From Garrett at the Park Fanatics. Alright, we'll see you on our next podcast. So we'll see you soon. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>